It's amazing how difficult it is to talk about this. Every time I start talking about it or I give it some thought, I just get sucked into this kind of dark hole. It's a subject with the, a million tentacles and I just kind of every time get sucked into a different tentacle. <laughs> and I'm working, I'm finding my way to contain it and just put it out there in the clearest and most kind of concise way possible. I want to talk today about toxic masculinity and the reason I want to talk about it is not because I know or I feel that there's a lot of toxic masculinity out there. To me it's it's clear and I see at least in my circle in my world that it's being talked about in depth and to you know a very large extent. But because I think there are there is at least one let's say hidden aspect of it that is almost not being talked about. Again, in my circle. Um, at least not in the way that I'm seeing it in. And I really, really want to put it out there. Because I think it's um, a matter of public health and extremely important. So first I want to say I watched a movie this weekend on Gloria Steinem. On the life of Gloria Steinem and the different versions of her throughout her life. And it was so wonderful. Gloria Steinem um, was and still is a um, pioneer and leader of the feminist movement in the 60s and the 70s in the United States, which, uh, you know, I, I also think had an incredibly strong impact around the world. And she's, um, she's just an amazing figure. I think she's just so inspiring. And the movie was beautiful because I got to see, once again, kind of the story of the feminist movement in the 60s and 70s told in a way that just kind of breathes life into me. It's just there's so much beauty to it, so much vitality, so much force of life um, in it. And um, of course, I think, you know, one can't mention, or I can't mention, let's say, the 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 presence of the conversations of toxic masculinity today without talking about the Me Too movement, without mentioning it, let's say, and how important that wave of feminism has been in the world to kind of lift up, you know, lift something up and bring all of the shit out that wasn't being talked about. So I think that's great. I really, really, I celebrated. It's, um, it's traversed me like it's gone through me. I've lived it, I've breathed it, and... And uh, I think it's wonderful. However, nonetheless, <laughs> uh, for a few years now, I've been working in, 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 in individual sessions with people. I've been on a very profound healing process that I still am on and will be on. And um, in the process that I'm in with myself and with other people, the, the principle of it, or one of the principles of it is... I heal myself and then I work with others and remind them how the healing works as part of my own process. It goes together. These are not separate things, right? And so one of the, um, let's say, most pronounced things that I've seen, uh, one of the things that have touched me the most is seeing the difference between where men are today and where women are in terms of healing in terms of in terms of their own healing process the difference is abysmal it's uh really really very very um important and i'm going to talk about that a little bit uh just in a few minutes but first i also want to tell you so that you know a little bit about me um 
in my healing process, as I was saying, part of very, very important part of my healing process is working with men and learning to love them and learning to help them heal. Because I've been in a, I've had a life journey where I've been afraid of men and I've been resentful of them and I've been, um, yes, very, very angry and very scared. Angry with men and scared of them because, um, well, my mother and my father had a story that made it difficult for me. <laughs> you know, that's the way it works. Um, not to go too much into details uh, either of it, but, you know, my father left and then my mother that created a wound in my mother and so and of course in me as well so I didn't have a present father I was missing the father figure that I needed very very badly and I also grew up with a mother that never healed that wound she kind of buried it under under you know the ground which is what most people have done for as long as I know um, for the lack of knowing what, what else to do and she never you know she never rebuilt her life with another man and so she taught me to be angry at men and afraid of them. And as hard as I fought for that not to be that way, that's the way it became. <laughs> Until one day I was in just in the most extreme of places, asking myself how it was possible for these stories to be happening again and again and again. It was very hard for me to, it was impossible back then for me to take responsibility over what I was uh, experiencing. And it's taken me, uh, yeah, a lot of work to reach a place where finally that's not, that's not who I am anymore. That's not the experience that I have of men anymore. <laughs> and I've always loved men, but I've also had that, yeah, anger, resentment, fear. Um, so as great as my life is now and as happy as I am with myself and with my life, um, the process for me with, with men, like of reconciliation with myself, and of learning to love men and and uh, yeah and heal that wound through loving them is ongoing you know so for me all of this to say it's very very important if extremely important to work with men and i see how wounded they are and how hurt they are and it, it's really breaking my heart because we've told men that they cannot be vulnerable because we've told them that vulnerability is weakness which is not true. Vulnerability is not equal to weakness. But this is the idea that we've given them. And we've told them that the one thing they cannot be is weak. Um, I recommend if you want to uh, learn a little bit more about vulnerability and what men and what is expected of men and women to look into Brene Brown. She's an amazing uh, researcher on humanity and human emotions and the human experience. I really love the things that she's said and puts out there Brene Brown again is her name um but we've told them that the one thing they need to be is strong the one thing they cannot be is weak and so they're they don't allow themselves to be vulnerable because uh, we've told them that that's weak and that's killing them literally it's killing them. the statistics um uh, statistics sorry are just um, speak for themselves the studies show very very clearly um, how men not connecting to their vulnerability and thus, um, by consequence, not being able to do any any kind of healing work or self-development is um, just driving them to, um, to suffering and to disease and to death and to violence. So when we talk about toxic masculinity, 
the issue that I'm having with it right now is that we're automatically referring to men. We're saying, yes, toxic masculinity, and in our minds, and also implicitly and explicitly, we're referring to men. We're saying, yeah, there are toxic men. But for me, there's a difference between toxic men and toxic masculinity. And here's where I really want to be very clear. And I have to say things as carefully as possible so that they come out clearly. For me, toxic masculinity is an energy, not a person. Again, I'll say that again. Toxic masculinity is an energy, not an individual. So when we talk about toxic masculinity, I don't think about men. I think about an energy that is um, driving us. We inside of us, all of us, have masculine energy and feminine energy. So we're all being driven by both. And in order to be happy, healthy individuals, what we need to do is find a balance between both and foster a healthy masculinity and a healthy femininity within us. Every single human being has these attributes, this, this duality inside. And, uh, and there's a dialogue between them. And when it's a healthy dialogue, then, you know, there's a healthy masculinity and a healthy femininity within every single human being. And so when we talk about toxic masculinity, we say, yeah, because men are toxic and men are idiots and these men and look at the behavior of these other men and, 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 and we actually don't realize that we are perpetuating toxic masculinity because our uh, masculine male energy is driving that discourse in a very toxic way. That is toxic masculinity. The response we have to toxic behaviors in men is toxic a lot of the time um, and so we be we're becoming we're we're in a cancel culture um, we're becoming bullies we're we're being driven from a place of fear and aggression i'm saying this only because this is what i've been experiencing what i've been seeing in my world again um over the past few years it may not be the same experience for other people but i see so much hurt also in women so much hurt and so much pain and it also breaks my heart because i know i've been there and i know the path to reconciliation <laughs> and there's a lot of resistance because we prefer being angry sometimes uh, which is natural i mean of course anger is a natural thing but but we're reacting in ways that are not healthy for us when we say, yeah, that's the toxic masculinity. And we don't realize that we actually have within ourselves uh, sometimes um, toxic manifestations of masculinity because we haven't been brought up in ways that are healthy. And likewise, the same as there is toxic masculinity within us or within myself as a woman, there's also toxic femininity within myself and within men. Um, so for example, an expression of toxic femininity is when we're very manipulative, which men can be also extremely manipulative. That is, I think, um, uh, an expression of toxic femininity. It's not toxic women. It's a toxic energy. So instead of... Um, I believe that the discourse, in order for us to heal collectively, needs to change. And instead of accusing men, j'accuse, 
and just pointing the finger and saying, yes, men are toxic, which is just so dominant right now. We need to look at the energy instead of the people, the energy that is going through us. And we need to check ourselves and see what's going on with my masculine energy and my feminine energy. Do I even know what they are? How they're balanced or imbalanced? If I want my uh, masculine energy within me to be healthy, I need to work on both. Both feminine and masculine energy in order for there to be a balance. Um, I, I, I hope I'm not getting too... I hope it's not too convolute. I don't know why. I just really feel like it's it's very clear in my mind, but it's not so easy to talk about. So the same way that I see within our us women, because you know we're so angry, because there's been so much harm done in, in the history, you know, of contemporary humanity, at least, at least, not to go further back. Um, I see all of this anger but I feel that it's being converted into this narrative that is not healthy well I see the same I, I see that we're being um, let's say yeah kind of um, inhabited by this toxic masculinity we're accusing others of toxic masculinity and we're perpetuating it the same way I think men are perpetuating uh, toxic femininity because they're not accepting their vulnerability and they're being judgmental of it and they're uh, they're dismissing their own feelings. That is is um, I would say that's also toxic masculinity. But um, you know they don't have a healthy relationship with their femininity, with their feminine energy, and that needs to be healed. You know, men need to be held too. They need to be able to cry. They need to be able to express their feelings. Um, and they're beautiful when they do that. It doesn't make them any less masculine. They need to heal. It's beautiful. A man that that heals is a beautiful thing, and a woman that heals also. But we need to get in touch with our with our masculine and our inner, feminine energy within ourselves. So that's what I wanted to say. Gosh, I, I really hope I could convey the message. I tried, man. I tried. <laughs> um, if anyone out there feels the need or the want uh, to, yeah, to work on that healing process, if any of this resonates with you, I do uh, both. Um, how do you call it? Um, presencial. I forgot the word in English. You know, sometimes I hesitate because I just forget the words in English. Um, in person. I do, you know, in-person sessions and also online. So don't hesitate to reach out. I'll be very, very happy. Um, yeah. To guide you and offer you what I know. So sending you love. 